0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by this is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com. An online Catholic curriculum provider, there are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400 plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to Hallow.com breadbox. Want to talk about our opponent? They're bigger, faster, stronger, more experienced, and on paper, they're just better. And they know it, too. But I want to tell you something that they don't know. They don't know your heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam, and welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for tuning in and listening to Patchwork Heart Radio. We are so very blessed. You know, I find myself saying that so often. We are so very blessed at Patchwork Heart Ministry. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting our ministry and really being in touch with us. We really appreciate it so very much, and if you're new to our ministry, I encourage you to head over to our website first and foremost and check out the website and all the different things we have going on over there. But I also encourage you to follow us on social media. We're on everything from Facebook to MeWe to Twitter to Instagram. Follow, like our page on all the different social media outlets. We would love for you to interact with us and be a part of our heart here at Patchwork Heart Ministry. But today, I want to talk with you about the Easter season, and I want to talk with you especially about Divine Mercy Sunday that is upcoming this coming Sunday, because Divine Mercy is what is keeping us alive, (laughs) quite frank, to be quite frank with you. uh, You know, the mercy of God allows our hearts to continue beating, and I want to talk with you a little bit about that, but I also want to remind you that the Easter season is 50 days long. It's longer than Lent, which is only 40 days. We often spend so much time focusing on our Lenten promises, our Lenten things that we forget to rejoice during this Easter season. And, you know, I think we have a lot of things to rejoice for as well, right? We have so many things to be thankful to God for. This year, we actually got to celebrate—many of us did anyway—actually got to celebrate Easter inside of our churches, right? Last year, if you remember, the coronavirus pandemic and it was at its height, and there was so much uncertainty and so many different problems that churches were just plain old shut down. You couldn't even get into church, and therefore, they were live-streaming. Many parishes were live-streaming empty churches and masses on Holy Saturday uh, over the Easter Triduum, right? The Good Friday, Holy Saturday, uh, Holy Thursday liturgies. They were empty, devoid of parishioners, and they were celebrated by us via video. And while many of us have continued that, the blessing— of actually being able to be in person and worship God and receive the Eucharist this Easter has been an incredible blessing for me. And I hope it's been for some of you out there. You know, if you haven't returned to church yet, I really encourage you to think about returning to the Mass. You can't get the Eucharist anywhere else. You know, and one of the most recent articles that I read from Cardinal Dolan was actually that he said, you know, we've got to return to church. And if you are spending time at restaurants and you're socially distanced there and you're properly uh, you know, going out into different social settings, why can't we go to church? And so if you've been a little bit fearful, but you're doing some of the other things like going out to eat with friends in the socially distanced way that it's happening across the country – really, really, really encourage you all to pray about going back to Mass if you're still fearful. Um, we we only get the Eucharist at a Catholic Mass. We can't get it at a hot dog stand in Chicago. And, you know, I I don't mean to sound flippant when I say that. It's just we can't get it anywhere else but at a... Catholic Mass at the hands of our Catholic priests. That's the only way we get Jesus in His flesh, body, blood, soul, divinity, to come into our lives. And it's so important to do so during the Easter season, to receive Jesus during this Easter season. So I do encourage you all to really pray. If you haven't gone back to church yet, I know there might be one or two of you listening that haven't said, ah, you know, gone back to church yet. Make it a concerted effort to go back to church during this Easter season and rejoice, rejoice in the resurrection of Christ. Now, the other thing that I would recommend that you all do as well is, of course, celebrate the sacraments, the Eucharist, and also the sacrament of confession, right? Those those twin sacraments, the sacrament of the Eucharist and the sacrament of confession, they go hand in hand, folks. You know, especially if we've been away from church for a while, especially if we've been out of our comfort zone in society right now, go back to church and receive the love and mercy of Jesus. Confession is one of the best ways we can do that. The Eucharist is the best way. It is the source and summit of our faith, as the Catechism says. You know, when you think about those two words, source and summit, it's where our life comes from. It's the source of of the Christian life. Everything flows from the Eucharist. It actually says in the Catechism that All the other sacraments are bound up and oriented toward it. (laughs) They're like collected and oriented toward drawing us into the heart of Jesus in the Eucharist. That's pretty cool stuff. The other thing that uh, the confession does is that it just wipes our souls clean. It wipes our souls clean of all the muck and the mud that we've been trudging through. And I guarantee you, if you've been away from church... Uh, you know, and you, you, you've you got some mess that you've got to clean up. You know, we're not always patient. We're not always kind to those who we are living with and, and loving uh, through this pandemic. So if you haven't been kind to yourself too, that's another big thing, right? These are things to bring to confession, to bring to Christ and have him wipe clean and then fill your heart with his love in the... Eucharist so very important that we do this and one of the biggest blessings one of the best things that can happen is this Sunday this Sunday that is going to be upcoming is divine mercy Sunday divine mercy Sunday was given to St. Faustina Jesus appeared to St. Faustina. Many of you are familiar with the diary of St. Faustina. And it is a beautiful conversation between her and Jesus. But in this conversation, where she encountered Jesus, he talked about the great Feast of Mercy, which is the first Sunday following Easter Sunday. And I'm going to read to you some of the promises from the diary as we go through Uh, this episode here on Young Catholics Respond. But I want to touch on something that really has moved me to grow closer to Divine Mercy throughout the Lenten and now Easter season. And some of you may remember that I had Susan Tosoni on as a guest on Young Catholics Respond a few months ago. It was right at the beginning of Lent. And I was talking to her about her book, Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and in Times of Suffering. And I was praying during uh, this Lent with the book. And I told Susan that I've been through it every day, reading their meditations and reflections in this book, and they are powerful. I have moved so much closer in my spiritual life by doing this every day. I encourage you to get the book, of course, but that's not the point of this episode. It's that in reading the reflections that Susan put together, and by the way, it's basically, uh, she calls it mining the diary of St. Faustina, right? Mining it, meaning taking the gems and the wisdom of St. Faustina out of the diary and organizing it in such a way that we can really have access to the diary, and to the heart of both Christ and St. Faustina. And so, um, this this book really has been a wonderful journey for me. It began on, um, uh, I guess, Shrove Tuesday, and it continues all the way through Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, so it's a wonderful book. It's a wonderful collection of reflections, but there's also so many other wonderful things in there um, that I do encourage you to get the book, but it has moved my heart to really encounter divine mercy and really understand what that means. And so, as we approach this feast day, as we come into this great feast, I I, want to kind of prepare our hearts for it. I want to prepare our hearts well to receive the great gift of divine mercy. You know, the diary says that Divine mercy is the greatest attribute of God. You know, and and we think a lot about attributes. Like, what are the attributes of, of a person, right? They might say, oh, we're kind. They're patient. They're caring. <laughs> you know, we often also find other attributes that may be not so flattering, right? Things like they're annoying, or they are overbearing, or they're impatient. Attributes make up a person. They make up the character of the person. But when God talks about his character, he says the greatest attribute, the, the greatest part of his character is mercy. What does that mean for us? <laughs> it, it means so much for us. It means that we have access to a God that wants to shower us with mercy. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been in life. God is pursuing you. God is asking you to come close to Him so that He can shower you with His love and His mercy and His grace and ultimately bring you closer to Him. Bring, him, bring you in union with Him. So, on the other side of this break, what I want to do is I want to pull some of the things out of the diary that have stuck out to me as I've read uh, this book over the past several months as I've read this uh, wonderful book by Susan Tizoni and I want to share with you how we can prepare our hearts and get ready for divine mercy sunday it's only a few days away i hope that you will Stay tuned right here on Patchwork Art Radio. We we will be right back after these messages. Over 2,000 years ago, two disillusioned disciples walked along a dusty road to Emmaus. They had just witnessed Jesus, their friend and leader, whom they hoped to be the Messiah, suffer a gruesome death by crucifixion. Doubt, fear, and uncertainty clouded their conversation as they journeyed home, questioning the future. Until something miraculous happened. The risen Jesus appeared and answered their questions. Today, many young Catholics step onto college campuses with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed of faith given to them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, scheduled to be released in the summer of 2021, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. To pre-order your copy and help spread the word about the book, visit patchworkheart.org. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Welcome back to this episode of Young Catholics Respond, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. It's wonderful to be with you today. And on today's episode, I don't have a guest, but we're talking about Divine Mercy. Why? Because Divine Mercy Sunday is upcoming this Sunday, which will be uh, April 11th. And we are very excited that we have access to this wonderful gift of God's mercy. You know, I was saying right before the break that the greatest attribute of God is mercy. And he told that to St. Faustina in her diary, in her conversations with Christ. And that encounter where he said that the greatest attribute of God is divine mercy it means so much for us. It means we have access to this wonderful gift of God. This wonderful blessing from above that enables us to draw close to the heart of Christ. Enables us to be redeemed. So what I'd like to do in the second half of the program today is I'd like to focus on a few quotes, specific quotes from the diary. And those of us who trust in God's mercy have a wonderful promise from the diary. paragraph 7 uh, 723 in the diary of saint faustina says this he who trusts in my mercy will not perish for all his affairs are mine and his enemies will be shattered at the base of my footstool and then it continues in ver uh, paragraph 1146 souls that make an appeal to my mercy delight me to such souls i shall grant even more graces than they ask you know wow just wow think about that if we put our trust in God's mercy, and you know, that is not an easy thing. The world does not want us to trust in God's mercy. He doesn't. The world, Satan, doesn't want us to trust in God's mercy because he knows that once we trust in God's mercy, his our enemies... The devil will be shattered at the base of Christ's footstool. So Satan's distracts us. He keeps us far from trying to trust in the mercy of God, right? When we sin, he often says, Oh, you're so bad. God could never forgive you for what you did. That unhealthy unhealthy guilt. There's healthy guilt that moves us back to the mercy of God, but that unhealthy guilt, that shame, right? It it continually separates us from God. It makes us want to run the other direction from God. And God's saying, no, all you have to do is trust in my mercy. All you have to do is trust me, right? At the bottom of the divine mercy image, the words were written, Jesus, I trust in you. Trust is a large part of encountering the mercy of God. It's a lot of faith too, right? A lot of faith. But when we do, we get closer to Christ. We get closer to His heart. You know, I want to talk about some of the ways. And actually, it's a diary, right? The diary helps us draw close and meditate upon the the passion and death of Jesus but it, it's redemptive it, it's redemptive efficacy think think about this this is um, a beautiful part of the diary it's 1320 paragraph 1320 it says this. At three o'clock, implore my mercy. Three o'clock is the time Jesus died on the cross. Especially for sinners, and if only for a brief moment, immerse yourself in my passion, particularly in my abandonment at the moment of agony. This is the hour of great mercy for the whole world. I will allow you to enter into my mortal sorrow. In this hour, I will refuse nothing to the soul that makes a request of me in virtue of my passion. Mm, That is so beautiful. I will refuse nothing to the soul that makes a request of me in virtue of my passion. If we trust God's mercy, if we press into it, At this time, what happens? God will grant us the desires, the the good holy desires that we have to grow closer to Him. He will not stop loving us. He, He never stops loving us, but He will not refuse anything from us in that hour of mercy when we really contemplate on his passion. If only for a brief moment. You know, that's the other thing too. It doesn't have to be a long meditation. Just a short meditation, just a pause in your day at 3 o'clock p.m. I want to read one more quote from the diary as well about the Feast of Mercy upcoming, this Divine Mercy Feast Day on Sunday. I desire that the Feast of Mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. It is my desire that the feast be celebrated solemnly on the first Sunday after Easter. And that is paragraph 699 two things that we talked about in the beginning of the program as well. Confession and Holy Eucharist. The soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment on the feast of divine mercy. This Sunday, if you go to confession and you receive Eucharist and you do so with a contrite heart, you will receive Complete forgiveness. It is a plenary indulgence. All sin is wiped away. And here's a beautiful thing about this feast that is upcoming. Our church states that if you go to confession eight days before or eight days after, it is And remains valid. So if you've been to confession in the previous eight days and you're planning uh, or you're planning to go eight days after Sunday, you get the graces of this powerful, powerful promise. Receive communion during that time as well. You get the graces as things reopen, as life begins to emerge, hopefully from this coronavirus pandemic, this is a wonderful, wonderful promise from Christ. You know, take the opportunity to start fresh. That's what resurrection is all about. It's about new life, folks. And I think that is part of this promise given to St. Faustina, it's stepping into this life, this new life, and embracing it with our whole heart, giving us a fresh perspective, a fresh and beautiful perspective as we approach this next year. Take the opportunity to go to confession. Take the opportunity to receive the Eucharist. And contemplate on the passion and death of Jesus at 3 o'clock. Even if for a moment every day. And if we do those things, we are going to grow closer to the heart of Christ. These are the things that stuck out to me in reading this book. Again, I'm going to give you the reference, uh, Praying with Jesus and Faustina During Lent and in Times of Suffering, Uh, it is compiled by Susan Tassoni and it's available from Sophia Institute Press, uh, which is very simply sophiainstitute.com or anywhere books are sold. Uh, Although I do, and as Susan always says, uh, support local Catholic bookstores and support Sophia Institute Press, uh, Amazon, and other online retailers while they certainly have the book. Uh, you know, it, it just is always better to support uh, the authors directly and these uh, Catholic organizations directly. So please uh, consider doing that uh, in, in purchasing a copy of this book uh, for for times of suffering. It's not just for Lent, for times of suffering as well. Uh, and really enter into uh, this Feast of Divine Mercy this coming Sunday. Really enter into it. Take the time to just Go to confession, to receive the Eucharist, and then also spend that moment, that, that time prayerfully at 3 p.m., contemplating the passion and death of Jesus. These are things that are going to draw us close, closer in our faith to the heart of Christ. I always thank you for tuning in to Young Catholics Respond and appreciate you sharing and helping us grow our ministry. I would like to remind you that you can always go over to our website for more information about our ministry. For guest suggestions and all of those other great things, please email us. Please give us Uh, a phone call as well. We have all of those numbers on our website. Our email is very simply info at patchworkheart.org. We we love to hear from listeners. We love to interact with our uh, listener base. So please do that. And also continue to pray for our ministry and continue to um, stay tuned because we have some wonderful opportunities that are going to be coming up this year, we truly believe that. They're going to be wonderful and great opportunities, especially for young adults. Uh, you probably heard the ad in the middle of the program about our upcoming book that is going to be released for college students uh, soon in this summer or early fall. And we really do encourage you to get a copy of that book for your loved ones. Uh, it's called Hearts Burning Within Us, and there will be more information forthcoming about it in the next few weeks. But uh, please, please, know that you can pre-order it on our website at PatchworkHeart.org. But until next time, folks, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at PatchworkHeart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.